Vikings versus Bears GMG pregame show. Minnesota Vikings head to Chicago into Soldier Field to face the Chicago Bears. And the question is, is it Nick Foles or as I'm hearing rumblings this week that they might start Mitch Trubisky again? We shall find out. But first, let me introduce the cast of characters that'll bring you this pregame show. To my immediate, immediate viewers right in the top spot, we have <laughs> the Bass He's Ripper, the Rooster. How you yeah. doing? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Ah, two-game win streak. We're going to the Super Bowl, homeboy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And also, right below me in the viewer's screen is the man from the frozen north. The one that's the drone master, the king of the jungle, Rhino. What up, boys? How you doing, Rhino? Doing good. It's a good sound effect. What the hell was that? that was... Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> what up, Rhino? Uh, it's one of them killer drones. Uh-huh. It was, hey. you know, when he's chasing deer with it or something. Yeah, they told me I can't do that. Try <laughs> to Wait, now we need a drum roll. And now, finally joining us once again, the master of disaster, the one and only, whoop, 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 Mr. Chad Glover. That was a Huey, wasn't it? Sounded like a Huey. It was. How you doing, Ted? It's all I could get. Boys, I better at me against the law. Let's light this candle. Let's go. <laughs> what are we waiting? What is he waiting for? <laughs> Christ's sake! Come on, rookie. If I could get a soundtrack of a Chinook, I would. Okay. Or MH fifty-three. Either one. That's fine. I flew Hueys in flight school, so. How about a soundtrack of Mila Kunis? Let's do that. That's probably that copyright. Works. That works. Unless you get her in the bedroom. Did you, did you not watch the Black Swan? <laughs> what? The, the Black Swan? Movie? Did you not see the Black Swan? No, I have not seen the Black Swan. Is it Dude. <laughs> see Dude. it? Are you telling me to see it? There, there's one scene you need to see in the Black Swan. Okay. Just one. I'm, I'm we'll talk up. off camera. <laughs> <laughs> shot, that, shot that little tidbit down <laughs> Got it. Soldier right. Field, boys. Soldier Field, where we always shine. <laughs> <laughs> like a five-watt light bulb in the Astrodome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, been there. That's a unique stadium. Anyways, 
Yes, we're at Soldier Field outside in prime time on grass or whatever their mixture of turf is. The wonderful games that everybody can watch and that Kirk Cousins does so well. So, the Vikings are presently, since 2020, 4-16 going into Soldier Field. It has been a house of horrors. We've come Dave, back. Dave, to- you said since 2020. They're technically 0-0. Oh, well. Since 2020. Pardon me. Rob, <laughs> since 2000, pardon me, the last 20 years. Wow. That's Thanks bad. for correcting that. That is bad. That is bad. Today, well, this this Sunday will be the first start of the new decade. First game of the new decade right here. Yes. Because they count them from 2010 to 2019. So we're starting anew, afresh, or whatever you want to call it. And it's time to beat Nagy. The offensive genius that he is. Zimmer hasn't done period yet. Well, he beat the other guy. So maybe maybe this is in order. He beat uh, uh, LeBrock. What the hell is his name? LeFleur. LeFleur? LeFleur. (laughs) <laughs> not LeBrock. We all remember. Remember Kelly LeBrock? Kelly LeBrock, yeah. Uh, yeah. Weird. Yeah. All, all right. right. That's Black Swan right there. Okay. Go ahead, David. <laughs> dude, dude it's it, not. Trust me. The last <laughs> okay, time, I'm, I'm watching. Last time we won there was 2017. Time before was 2015. And then I'd have to look. It was way back beyond that. But there's only been four times in the last 20 years. This will, as Drew is correct, the decades start on the zeros. This starts the new decade and things will change and we will win again. You think so, huh? You think about four and 16 against a division rival and we've, and we've supposedly been, or the, you know, the top, one of the top teams in the division you don't you're not a top team in the division going four and sixteen against your division rivals. That's Detroit Lion territory there. Not, yeah, not on the road. One of those not on the no. road, especially when the when the Bears have been for the most part for the most part mediocre to bad for a better part of these twenty years. Twenty years. Right. right. But they do have a good defense. And the numbers will point to that. Drew? Tell us about the numbers this week. The thing that stood out to me the most is probably where the Vikings are going to want to attack. It's pretty obvious that the Vikings' bread and butter is after eight weeks, after halfway through the season. They're going to run the football, try to just have Kirk be the game manager and not lose the game. Uh, the last, They are last in rushing the Bears' offense. So if, if Zimmer's smart, he will disrupt the pass game as much as he can and make them – Make them work at least. Try to try to run the ball for no gain and uh, try to try to go about that way. I mean, they're the worst rushing team in the league, so that's got to do nothing but help the Vikings up front. So, but they're they're they're, they're typically not great a great rushing team, and they always seem to run well against us. Now, granted, Tariq Cohen is out, and what do they got? Montgomery is basically the only only back they got of any note, isn't it? Yeah, I think Montgomery is down. They're 32nd in rushing, 21st in passing, and 29th overall on offense. So, And Aggie's Vikings, an offensive guy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's numbers are usually out the door. when it, You know what you can count on this week? 
You can count on two or three weird ass trick plays from Nagy. It's coming. I'm telling you, it's he does it, it always, all the it time. Always does, yeah. Some kind of triple option down at the goal line on a two point play, a block or a fake punt. We got block punt on the mind. Fake punt, <laughs> fake field goal, triple end around, stand on your head, and kick the ball sideways. Whatever, some shit's coming because he does it to Zimmer all the time with the trick plays. But this game is really going to be won and lost on the Vikings' bread and butter, which is the rushing attack against the front seven of the Bears, which, I mean, believe it or not, the Bears have a better pass defense than a rush defense. Their pass defense is seventh in the league, and their rush defense is 14th. So if the Vikings can have any success on the ground, which they haven't had there since that 2017 game when they ran for 159 yards, which probably had a lot to do with that win, since then – the last two games at Soldier Field, the Vikings have amassed 62 yards of rushing total. And, and how yards, many games? Two. They had in in 2018 they had they had 14 carries for 22 uh, 22 yards, and last year they had 40 yards on 16 carries. That's 62 yards of rushing offense over the course of two games. That's not that's wow. not going to get it done. Yeah, yeah that's that is. And Dalvin. it sounds like it's averaging like maybe two yards a carry. Yeah, and if Give it comes down to that, you're throwing it all on Cousins mm-hmm. to win the game. And we, you know. I'm drinking, boys. <laughs> <It's> all... <laughs> so they have, I don't know what it is, but Cook has never gotten on track in that stadium. He doesn't even look like he's near getting on track in that stadium. And this Sunday will be the test. It's going to be the test for Cook, but it's also going to be a test for this offensive line. We saw what they yeah. did at the team up in Wisconsin at Lambeau. We saw them destroy the Lions at the line of scrimmage. If they're for real, this is the test, the Chicago Bears. Yes, it's strength on strength. The Vikings' strength being their offense against the Bears' strength being their defense. Right. And that's the way it was. And Cook, back in 18, ran for 12 yards, and then 19 ran for 35 of those low yeah. totals. So he's got plenty of room to improve on that. And the question is, will he? And everybody <laughs> suspects that he should, but it's Soldier Field. Well, Ted, and that, Ted, that 2018 game, guys, he had 12 yards on nine rushes. See, I, and, and Dave, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, gently push back on on expecting cook to have a good game at soldier field i i have said i have said this until uh i'm purple in the face as purple as this vikings hoodie i'm wearing but a zone blocking scheme has yet to work in the nfl that i'm aware of against an nfl defense that is as athletic as your offensive linemen are and bigger which the Chicago Bears front seven is. The, yeah. you, can, you can mismatch a zone blocking scheme when you have bad defensive lines or unathletic defensive lines. You, you, you generally do not succeed when you have a defense as big and as athletic as the Chicago Bears are. And they always seem to be every year. And it's always a problem for the Vikings, whether they're facing <coughs> them uh, in U.S. Bank Stadium or especially for whatever reason in Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing, you know, Dalvin's been offensive player of the week for the last two weeks, but, you know, that, 
I'd like to say that the that the offensive line is going to be able to show us here, but th- like Drew said, this mm-hmm. is the test. You so know, what do you think the Bears are, are going to do then? You you got the two you got the back to back NFC Offensive Player of the Week, and and, and if I'm the Chicago Bears, I'm going to say I don't care if I'm Matt Nagy. I walk into the defensive room and say, "Look, I'm just going to say hi before I go back to the offense." But this is what you're going to do. I don't care what it is, but I don't care who it is. But Dalvin Cook is not going to beat us. You're gonna yep. you're gonna put nine guys in the box. I don't care what you do, but you will stop Dalvin Cook. What's the Vikings' answer going to be? That's exactly what he's done the last two years, Ted. That's his yep, and approach, it, and it's right. worked. And it's, it's gonna worked. it's gonna go that way again. You're, and then you throw on top of all of it, how well our the leader of our passing game tends to play in games like this. You know, Monday night games on the road, on grass. You know, he hasn't since he's been here. He hasn't had great games with Chicago against Chicago. I think. He, I remember what you say earlier this week, Drew. He he won a couple times when he was with the the uh, Washington team, but you know, there's nothing that points to our offense being able to do something if they shut Cook down, and that's going to be the million the eighty four million dollar question is if they can or not. Well, and that's the question, yeah. and part of that's going to be Dennison and his blocking, and whether he schemes enough to move the line, eliminate some of those guys in the box just by a shift to get a, a single crease for Dalvin to hit. And if Dalvin gets through the box, he's gone. And I, I, I will say I, yeah. I will say that if, if if Dalvin if Dalvin can get to the second level, he's gonna be tough to bring down. And and nobody breaks initial tackles better than Dalvin Cook. I think he's leading the league in yards after initial contact or some weird that is ungodly. Yes. So there there's that, but I, I don't know that there's a much better defense that's that's more fundamentally sound in terms of tackling and gap discipline and knowing their assignments and knowing their roles in the Bears. This is a tough order for the Vikings. They're strong and they're mm-hmm. fast. It's it's literally you've Dennison's going to have to scheme it to get somebody to step off position. Yeah, scheme, huh? Uh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you're dealing. You're dealing with. Okay. Dealing sounds with like a pyramid. The, sounds like a pyramid the, scheme, but you know. You had that team for Wisconsin and the team from the Lions, and between both those teams, they had probably one good linebacker. You're walking into a team. They specialize in linebackers. The Bears linebackers are fucking good. I don't know how else to tell they, you. They, all, they so always getting, are. I mean, that. And Dalvin, that, Dalvin is, he's really good at getting to that second level. Like Ted said, once he gets to the second level, he's gone. You almost got to get past the second level to the third level with the Bears. Right. Uh, I'm looking for, even if he pulls off some chunk plays to keep their, keep their defense honest. The problem is going to be the three and outs when we're getting minus yards on rushing and they're just overpowering us. Then the Vikings go into a shell and they have a half at the end of the half. They have 29 yards. That's what's been happening yeah. there. That, and, and, we keep, and we keep throwing six yard passes to Chad Beebe on third and eight. Yeah, I, I don't for me. For me, the key to this for the Vikings offense is is um, manageable down and distance staying ahead of down in distance. You know, Dalvin Cook, 
and it, I'm not I'm not saying it wouldn't be great, Drew. If 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 Dalvin Cook can consistently get to the second and third level, the Vikings are going to have a good night. I think everybody agrees with that. I mean, if mm-hmm. if he gets if he gets past a linebacker and into the secondary, the Vikings have won that battle. Um, and, and I and I agree. It's just the last two games he's been so astonishingly bad yeah. in that stadium. It concerns right. me. So so for me so for me the key is on Monday is is to get you know sure get a chunk but at least get positive yards get on first down if you're going to run the ball get three or four yards second and six is all, as, as opposed to losing one or two second and six is a hell of a lot better than second and twelve and and at second right. and six now your whole playbook is open up and you can you can do those short dump offs to to Chad Peavy for God's sakes or or you can run the ball again on second down and and get you know, third and short, and now that you even have more options, and you've got, you can roll Irv Smith and Rudolph into the mix there. So that that's going to be the thing. If, if the Vikings, and and this happens all the time, it seems like in Chicago, their offense cannot get on track because they're consistently second and 10, third and 12, second and 11, second and nine, third and 15, and, and or or they'll make, a, they'll make a really good play and get it like second and short or even make a first down and they'll get zapped with a holding call or just something like that. They they yeah. have they they cannot they absolutely cannot do that on Monday and expect Well, and that No, and then when it boils, you know, if Cook is getting slammed, you know, so we got those second longs or third and longs. I mean, that kills the play action and that's the one thing Kirk's good at is you know, is throwing off a play action, but if they know that they're stopping the run, the play action basically goes out the window. I mean, then you're going to, you know, adjust on the fly, which, you know, we're always very good at. So we're probably okay there. But Well, one thing I'll say the Vikings do have going for them this week, and that's something I've seen a lot last week. How do you beat an athletic, speedy, quick, aggressive defense? You beat them Mr. with screen, screen pass and misdirection. Mm-hmm. If they're smart, They'll keep the screen game as heavily as they were last week with the Lions because that'll set the Bears back. That's how you beat them. You get some successful screens. You get you get the flow of the defense going one way with some misdirection. You throw it back the other way on a on a slant or something. But they're going to have to have an exceptional game plan with maybe some a lot of creativity mixed in this week. And, and like Ted said, it, it seems like you, they go to the Soldier Field. The game starts gloomy. The Bears always drive and score first, always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do. And then it's three and out, three and out, three and out, first down, three and out. The Bears get another field goal. It's 10 nothing. then it's 10-3. Then there's some weird fucking safety, and it's 10-5. to So the Bears get, <laughs> Bears get a pick six, 17-5. Bears score again, 24-5. to Vikings get a touchdown, game's over. That's how it seems. We got to hit them in the mouth first. They let – Yeah. They let yeah. a backup quarterback come in and drive all the way down in the opening drive a couple of years ago. Remember that Chase Daniel comes in, drives all the way down, they score. We have to score first in Soldier Field for once. Can we score first? One time. No. No, because we're because we'll win the we'll win the toss and we'll defer, give the Bears the ball first, and then they'll go march down and you know, Trubisky will be look like Joe freaking Montana or something and I don't know what it is with that stadium, but it's so gloomy and shitty to us. I don't know what – I don't know. It, the Vikings – it's, it's, it's a crash-flying saucer in the middle of a cow pasture. Yeah. That place is. Yeah. <laughs> they Terrible. Got, 
They are <laughs> Vikings have moved into third in the NFL as a rush team. Rushing the ball, they are third in the NFL, the Vikings. Which is that's good. I mean, that's great. Yeah, that's great. 160 yards a game. So well, well I think we're all in agreement. Dalvin Cook, going Dalvin Cook on the has Bears. more than that, that one thing I saw this week. Dalvin Cook has more yards rushing than nine teams in the NFL. Yeah, but look what he's done when he's gone to Soldier Field the last two years. Right. And that, but yeah, that's the problem that you know it, it's kind of like back when uh Peterson was here when we go play San Francisco and he, you know, he could run for 200 yards the week before and he run for 12 against San Francisco. Always, they, you know. Ted, are they going to get Cousins out of that pocket this week? Are they going to get him out in the po- out of the pocket with a little bit of area to see and move and throw or are they going to leave him back there to get his ass whipped again? I think they have to move him. You know, we talked about the screens and the misdirections. Part of that part of that misdirection is a naked woggle or a bootleg, you know. Um, I, I, I think, and, and when, when you have a defense that, that can pursue and get after the quarterback as well as Chicago's defense can, I, I think you really need to have a, a pocket that moves, sets up, you know, off, off of a rollout, off a play action rollout. Or if, if you're not, man, you better be doing three-step drops and a lot of short crossing stuff and, and outs and, and whatever. And, and Kirk can make those throws. It just... It, it, it just depends on how they game plan it and, and how the Bears attack the Vikings offense initially and what the Vikings do to respond. I wonder I wonder if Zimmer is, is thinking this week, the last two years I've stuck to my offensive identity. I've gone in there the last two years. I'm going to run the ball. Running is my offense. That's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to run it. And the last two years it's failed. I wonder if this year he's going to go in there and go, you know what, we're going to throw the ball the first drive. Or are we just going to start doing the same? Are we just going to go go with what's got us the we're, last two weeks? We're going to go the same because I, th- I honestly think before the – or during the bye week that the that Kubiak and Zimmer and everybody sat down and said, okay, how are we going to do this here? Okay, we can't let Kirk beat us. And how do we not let Kirk beat us? You minimize what he has to do. You let him hand the ball off to Cook 20, 25 times – Madison another five to seven times, whatever, and only have Kirk throw when you need him to, you know, he's in the last two games. It it was what 19 or 20 dropbacks last week and 14 against the team from Wisconsin. So, I mean, that that's one game where the throwing for most quarterbacks that are worth their salt at all in the league, you know, we're we're treating him like he, you know, he's some, marginal backup that our starter got hurt and we're just trying not to lose games until the starter comes back again. How long do they stick to the run before it fall before they give it up when it starts when it's not working? That's my question. I, I think it depends. Uh, how do they get behind? I mean, because you know that 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 game scenario that that you so accurately portrayed, Drew, the one thing you forgot is the Vikings defense after that drive usually plays pretty well. They, they right they right they pretty yeah. much they pretty much stonewall the Bears for the better part of two and a half quarters. But the Vikings offense keeps going three and out, three and out, three and out, and and they just get tired. And then it's at some point, no matter how good you're playing, when you get tired, you're going to start getting beat. And you're going to start giving up points. I I would hope the Vikings, if they realize early that the the running game is not going the way they expect it to. 
would make adjustments and start throwing it and making the Bears put a couple more guys back in the secondary, not have eight dudes up in the box. Because, look, for all of Kirk's troubles this year, he's still a talented quarterback, and he's got Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith, Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin out of the backfield. I mean, they could do some damage through the air if they have to. It's just, are they going to make that choice to do so? That's that's a good question. That's a that's a really good question. And is he going to be able to, or is he going to wilt under the lights in prime time? That you know, I hate saying, okay, yeah, he always does it, so that's what's going to happen. But until he proves to me that it's not going to happen, you, you know, it's kind of hard uh, not you know, to think that way. I, I mentioned – oh, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. I was about to say, it goes to that first long pass. It'll tell what? us how it goes. Just like I said last year. <laughs> Drew brought up this one. Oh, okay. it's, that, it's that first long pass. If he throws and he connects, he's going to have a good night. If, like we all suspect or should happen, the first play of this game, since they know Dalvin's one player of the week last two weeks – you go to play action, fake the handoff to Delvin, and hit Justin Jefferson streaking down the side or Adam Thielen, right? But if they we do that and he goes up and he throws and then suddenly it's picked off, it's a long night. They they yeah. The Vikings don't have to go crazy offensively, guys. The Bears average nineteen points a game. That's it. They're not very good offensively. So if the Vikings no. can think think of themselves around the twenty five to thirty range. To whatever we got to do, we got to put up those points. Whether it means kicking a field goal, or score, whatever they got to do to get above twenty points. Because the Bears, they're not a very prolific offense. If you're if you're averaging only nineteen points in this in football today, that's not very good. Especially um, this conversely, year. you know, I don't know how much passing yards Cousins is going to get on it against a defense that only gives up two eighteen a game. Two hundred eighteen yards is squat for an NFL wow. team. That's not yeah. a lot. So that, and that's in this day and age, it's really good. Yeah. I think he's only throwing for a couple hundred yards a game. So they got to come up with a game plan to think, all right, if we get to the 24-point range, 24 to 28 points, we're probably good to go. I mean, I'm saying that, you know, regardless of how much we got at 30 a game, but their offense isn't a quick strike. Uh, they're not the Chiefs, man. The Bears have to drive no. the field on you. They get defensive penalties on you. They nitpick five yards here and there. And they work it down, and that's how, you know. What's their record? Five what's the Bears' four, record? I think. Five and four. They're five and four. And they yeah. average nineteen points a game. I mean, that's that doesn't add up. No, so they're winning their games I, low scoring. You're, but you're still asking. You're still asking the Vikings to put twenty four points up on a really good defense. Well, we on can put up forty points anytime we cho- we choose to, so twenty four shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> well, they give up they give up on average twenty one a game. They give up that's what the Bears average giving up points allowed. So, uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm really interested to see what the first quarter game plan is going to be because it's adjustments need to be made. I mean, these are two teams that know each other pretty well. So, yeah. Um, I but I think the trick. I mentioned this at the top. But I think the trick plays are coming. I think they are. And it's going to anger the shit oh, out of me, and I'll probably break N- another N- remote. Nagy always has them. I mean, you're going to get run Patterson on some jet sweeps or something, or, you know, they line him up all over the place, and they're going to, you know, you get 
I mean, we knew it from when we had him. If he has the ball in his hands, he can make a lot of things happen. It just wasn't always easy to get it in his hands. But, you know, beyond that, I mean, their their wide receiving core isn't elite Who by any means. I mean, wide receivers? The Robinson. Tom Waddle? Is Tom Waddle still there? Tom Waddle. Willie Galt. Is Tom Waddle still there? Willie Galt. Um, you know, we we were talking we were talking earlier about uh, Kirk and primetime and elite and all this other stuff, and and I, I think we all agree. I, I I got a I got a couple stats I'm going to throw out here at you guys. Yeah, yeah. So anybody know off the top of their head? And I think we all agree the Vikings damn near have to win out. If if or or go seven and one, if if people who think the Vikings are going to make the playoffs turn out to be profits, playoffs right? likely yes. Playoffs. So so, so that, this win is a big deal. Yes, it is. This is a big deal. Yeah, you yeah. got you got to get the Absolutely division. We got to win your division games. You got it. You got to get. Now they're now they're going to let anybody in. So who knows? Five and eleven might make the playoffs this right. year. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> Anyways, Every, everybody but the Jets makes the playoffs. Well, I'm about to say, <laughs> the NFC. But anyways, to get ten and six, the Vikings need to go seven and one. So getting Ooh. a win in Chicago would be a big deal. Do you guys know off the top of your head what Mike Zimmer's Monday Night Football record is on the road? Probably over. overall. As as a head coach of the Vikings since 2014, he's had. One Monday night football game on the road every year. 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Do you know what his record is in those Monday night? You say 0 and 5. Don't it? Dave, what do you say? I don't know. I say 0 for. He may have won one. One, He won one. That 2017 game against the Bears was a Monday night game. He's 1 and (laughs) 4. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It was a night. uh, Now, Now, two of those losses have come to the 2015 San Francisco 49ers. Who were ass, and the 2016 Chicago Bears, who went three and thirteen. Holy shit! Now, so, so this is a this is a big deal. They got to win this game. You guys know off the top of your head what Mike Zimmer's second half record is? The Vikings are three and five. Uh, average second half record. Average second half. Average second half. Eight games. Three, What's his uh, win loss record over the last eight games? Three and five. He's and actually he's actually twenty seven and twenty one, which is pretty good. in In twenty fourteen, he went four and four, and they finished seven and nine that year. So he's about twenty fifteen. In in twenty in twenty fifteen, he went five and three when the Vikes finished eleven five won the division. Twenty sixteen, he went three and five. At the time, the Vikes were five and three. They finished eight and eight, and missed the playoffs. Yeah, but the whole twenty seventeen, the Vikes kicked that. ass. That was the year they went to the NFC Championship, and right. they, he went seven and one in the second half, and the Vikes went thirteen and three. <laughs> Every time uh, you read off a record, Dave's spewing out an excuse for him. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I'll bet the line. Yeah, that well, was last year. Well, it was two thousand six. <laughs> last year he went. Vikings started off six and two, finished four and four. So you take away. <laughs> You take away that seven, and you can't. You can. I'm I'm making statistics to make my point. I get it. I'm creating statistics to make my point. 
But you take away that 7-1 season, which you, you cannot rightfully do because that was a hell of a year. But he is he is 20-20 and 20 over one, two, three, four, five of his six years as a head coach. He is 20-20 and 20 in the second half. And add that on to that. This is the off year where he typically is not going to make, hasn't made the playoffs. The odds. Oh yeah. Going, so, oh, because you know we only care that the Vikings are good every other every year. every other so, year. Yeah. So, so this years, is our off year. Oh, so here we go. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Woo-hoo! In those off years, he was four and four, three and five, and four and four. So so he's not going any better than three and five or four and four this off this the second half because yeah, it's an so, off year so, so we'll and go, we accept we'll off years we accept losing and we accept right. mediocrity here in Minnesota so we'll go four and four and finish seven and nine and but miss out on any really good players Hummer yep. he had Anthony Barry finish eight no <laughs> <laughs> well I mean my whole point of that was that no the, those the Vikings are good act- right there the Vikings absolutely have to win this game Monday night if if they even want to seriously entertain the thought of sneaking in the back door of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Historically, Mike Zimmer does not have his team show up and play well on Monday night games on the road. And for the most part, in most seasons, they're just an average football team the second half of the year. They're going to go 7 and I, one. I mean, I'm just saying. 7-1 will yeah. give them that seventh spot. If they go six you and think? two, it'll be close. And if the NFL has to cancel games, then you add Dude. another playoff position. Yeah, you, you imagine you imagine what uh, Flip is saying to us right now. Flip is oh, going Flip's nuts. going nuts. Oh. <laughs> Shut well, up, guys. Well, what I'm trying to do is is remove any hope anybody who watches this show <laughs> thinks the Vikings <laughs> are going to the playoffs. I mean that's Abandon my whole point. All hope ye who enter here. They're not. They're not going seven and one. I mean he's done that once, and he had at the time in 2017, he had arguably the best defense in Vikings history that wasn't part of the Purple People Eaters era. He doesn't have the defense mm-hmm. to go seven and one. He doesn't no. have the defense to do it now. He doesn't have the. He's pretty good offense, but it's not an offense that can win shootouts regularly. Like, well, like again, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks can, for example. Here you go, Ted Glover. Oh, that's right now, funny. currently, after eight weeks, the Vikings give up 413 yards a game, and they give up 30 <laughs> points a game. Oh that goes seven and one, giving up 413 yards a game and 29 points a game. You're not going no. seven and one. But no, to no. be on, a, on the opposite side of that, um, what rank is the Vikings offense? 11th overall. They're slowly moving up. They, they've been moving up a couple spots every week. They're now third overall rushing offense in the whole league. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah, there's yeah. only two teams better than them. 160 yards a game. They're still 25th in passing, and uh, they score 27 points a game. So if they can hit their average this week, they at least got a shot. The, I, I can't the believe they're spending that much money on quarterbacks and wide receivers. 25th. And they're 25th in the NFL in passing. Two hundred and twenty-two passing yards. Throwing the ball thirty-four times in the last two games is not going to get you up the ladder very high on the, uh, you know, in the rankings. But the Vikings. You want to hear a stat that'll blow your mind? Is it from PFF? It's from PFF. Okay. Where's Kirk Cousins ranked? Way too high in PFF. In terms of quarterbacks, ranked one through thirty-two. Not 20th? 20th. 20th. I'm going to go Overall, 20th. I'm going to go 
Let's see. I'm going to go common sense tells me 18 to 25. Subtract 15% because it's PFF 7th. That's not bad. Not bad at all. He's carry, ranked, carry the one, divided by pi. He's yeah. ranked 11th. And you know why he's ranked 11th? You know why he's ranked? I'm about to tell you. You know why he's ranked 11th? Because they're on crack? Because yeah. he hasn't thrown more than dropped back more than twenty times in the last two games, he hasn't made mistakes in the last two games, and because of that, that means his rankings that moved up. To me. That ranking but, but system what, is fucking cheese dick. Then, but, but what is, about the first six by, games? By, by that, by he that was lower. Rationale. He was much lower, and it's because means, he's not making making some mistakes. He's a top ten quarterback. Yeah, that. <laughs> That means the ranking system is bad. I mean, yes, on, it do, it's not taking the, into effect the, the, the only real certain things. Spot where, where PFF does a decent job of ranking things is positions that are typically hard because they don't put up points, stuff like offensive line. They do a decent job with that. But when you, when you take the PFF and then you take the eye test, you can take PFF and crumple it up and throw it in a goddamn garbage can. The eye test is going to tell you what it is. I don't care if PFF says he's the number one goddamn quarterback in the league. He's about twenty to twenty-five, like Ted said. But what I, it, it it shows the flaw in their system, right? Oh yeah, it, you don't you don't have that, to tell us there's, there's flaws no. in their system, Dave. Our Seagull Whiteside showed me the fucking flaw in their system. I now, saw that years ago. What Come they on, say dude. is when you take that over somebody's career, wipe my, wipe their numbers are dead on. Shit. And for the most part, they are. But it's just when you're yeah, looking he, at it in a small sample, so, he's well, not so the so 11th again, best. By the eye test, I mean, Cousins always hey, puts hey, up hey, the numbers. Hold, hold, right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dave, I don't understand that last part. So when you take – when you average out, what they're saying is his, his 11th overall ranking is if you were to extrapolate it through his entire no, career? No, 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 no. His 11th all ranking is this season because he hasn't made any mistakes in the last two games. He goes up, right? When other quarterbacks okay. may throw right. 400 yards, but they have one interception, right? That dings them down. But what PFF says for all their grades and PFF wow. system is that if you look at somebody's career, all those numbers, they may seem wacky. Dalvin Cook runs for a bazillion yards and four TDs, and he only gets a you know an eighty-seven score or whatever it was. And people are like, "What?" And they go, "Well, it's because he had blocking out there, right? He wasn't doing all the work, so that's the way it was." But if you take I, somebody I, I, over their so career and take so their numbers, their numbers are correct at the end of the career. They average out. It's just like oh, you're, taking you're saying that they quarterback wins. Oh, if you okay. take quarterback wins over a career, the quarterback is who his wins are. No matter, you can say, hey, he's a 500 quarterback, and you can go, but he's great. He throws 4,000 to 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns every but, year. Look, but if they're look, in garbage look. time, they're in garbage time. He is a five and you know a 500 quarterback. Let, let me That's ask this how question. they do that. It's math. Let, let me ask this it's, question. It's common core math. It's that new bullshit. Yeah. It may be. It, it, there, there are 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. 
Oh, sorry. How many of those would? <laughs> how many? How many of those would you take over Kirk Cousins? Most. <laughs> more. Yeah. More. More than ten. Yes. I'm saying more than twenty. I'd have to look yeah. at it. I'm pretty sure I would go I, more I'm than right, ten. To be right in that, I'd probably go more than fifteen. Twenty okay. to twenty-two range, probably. I'd, we we did. I did this exercise on the on the uh, page a couple weeks ago. And you know, that, realistically, that's, that's where yeah. I am with Kirk. Well, so ba- but going back to how Dave says they do the rankings. So basically, you take over a career, you have you have rankings that are way the hell off every year, but when you average them all together at the end, then they're right on. So is the Pennsylvania election board doing this stuff for him or what? Oh, the hell? oh here we go. No politics, man. <laughs> no, no, politics. Politics. no politics, no politics, but I'm just, I'm just um, saying the numbers don't add up. All right. I just, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with Rhino. Uh, PFF has its place being able to, to compare positions that are historically impossible to compare like offensive linemen and defensive linemen, linebackers. That's great, but everything right. else I really take with a grain of salt. All right, would you take Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Yes. Yeah, Tom Brady. Yes. Let's get, let's get rid of the obvious ones. Obviously, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen. Duh. Yeah, I take this year. Yeah, I sure would. Okay, there's five. Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. Yep. Matt Ryan. Push. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it's close, but. Dak Prescott. Before Healthy Dak, Dak, yes. Yeah. Dak Prescott is basically Kirk Cousins there, so it's kind of a push. I mean, they both put up big numbers, but they don't win. So. Yeah, but Dak's got some other talents that Kirk doesn't. You know what? Um, you save yourself a bunch of time. I'd take Mike fucking Tomzak over Kirk Cousins. Yeah, go okay. Bucks, baby! <laughs> it's probably going to be easier going the other direction, okay? Uh, how about would you take Nick Foles? No. Mitch no. Trubisky. No. Nick Foles and Mr. Gabriski are what? Five and three? <laughs> five and four. Five and five four. four. <laughs> my point is keep going. With we Kirk, have a whole list my, to go through. Well, I'd go through them all, with, but I mean, it's. My point with Kirk is the Vikings are are now tasking him to do something that Mitchell Trubisky could do if yeah. he were with the Vikings. Yet yet the Vikings are paying Kirk Cousins to not be that guy. They, they are paying Kirk Cousins to be a franchise guy, to put the team on his back when the chips are down and drive the field to win the game in, in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and they paid wide receivers a lot of money to Kirk Cousins for Kirk Cousins to throw to. And now they're saying, you know what, Kirk? We just want you to be a game manager. Yeah, because it and increases that, our chances to win. Because they it increases our chances to win because we put, can run. Ted, because if we Ted, put the ball in your Todd. hands, Kirk, you lose. We're gonna lose. They're not Go only ahead, paying him, they're extended him. Yes. Yeah. That, that, yes. That, 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 that's just it. The Vikings Freaking have a six games plan. into an extension. They realize that they can't trust him to win them a game, and they can't. And so, half the time, they can't trust him to not lose it. Well, we're going to find out because he may have to win this game Monday night. I he think very yeah, well may have I to step so. up and win this game Monday night. And when is 
Besides what that Bronco game? That's the real. That's the game you could say Kirk Cousins won for us. Yeah, that, that that's that's the one. That in New Orleans. The, the one in the one in nineteen regular season opportunities he had to lead a comeback. Denver was the one. Can't can't take 19. that New Orleans one away from him. Can't take that. No, I mean, can't. it's his regular. It, it's playoffs, and that was arguably the best throw of his career, and Adam Thielen's best catch of his career. Oh, absolutely. But, but I mean, the overwhelming evidence is that. When it when it comes down to it, man, Kirk Kirk ain't your guy, well, and you're paying and, him and to be your been, and you're and you're paying him to be your guy. You're paying him elite and the, and, money to and he ain't. you're paying and him he to be one of the one no, of these it, guys it, where where you when the game is on the line, you know you watch like Kansas City and they're down by four with minute and a half to go. Mahomes has the ball. You're like Kansas City is going to win this damn game. Same thing with Seattle when. Russell Wilson got the ball back when we pl- were playing him. There wasn't a one of us that didn't think Russell Wilson was going to run down the field and score the touchdown and beat us. When Kirk has that opportunity, they're like, we're, we're all sitting there like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah, we thought but that was Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. But my question to you guys concerning Zimmer and Spielman, they knew he wasn't the guy before they extended him. Why extend him? Why not just play it out this season and go, all right, we're just going to get through this shit. We're going to get through this nightmare, and we're going to move on. Why? Why prolong it? Why make it worse? Carrying because they year? because they were trying to sell the bill of goods that this wasn't a rebuilding year, and oh, they needed cap go, space. Dude. It's ego to, to bring in. Yeah, it, it's and that's the thing. Spielman's ego doesn't let him admit that he's wrong, and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Well, I I would argue also the uh, that. That win in New Orleans, that was a clutch moment by Kirk. You can't take that yeah. away from it. It was a big moment. It was sure. a game. It was a game. Nobody, I mean, nobody thought the Vikings were going to win. Yeah, and it was Kirk great didn't play a great by Zimmer. He, he, Kirk didn't play a great game, but but when it mattered, brother, he got it done. And and that was, I think, a, a moment in time where the Vikings thought, oh, okay. He, he, he finally got over because everybody was saying, well, now that you finally break through and you get over that hurdle, then it was, you know, like, Phil, remember, we everybody's talking about Phil Mickelson. Can't win a major, can't win a major. Finally wins a major, then he wins like, you know, half a dozen or whatever it is. Right. And I think that was the thinking with Kirk at the time, and that was incorrect. Yeah. Speaking of majors, we have the Masters on this weekend for those that love golf. Like, Two people, okay. Yeah. I like golf. I, I like the Masters. Big it's it's tradition. It's tradition. Start of spring. It's obviously two twenty twenty. Well, we we, in the fall. But can we talk about that on the Masters show? Can you guys tell me who's playing corner this week instead? <laughs> you can put me to sleep. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Corner. Play corner. It, I know we got Gladney is one. We got off of the. The train went off on the Kirk Cousins. It's better than this quarterback. Let's steer it back and let's talk about our defense for a minute because I'm really interested yes. in hearing yeah. Rhino and Ted Glover talk to me about the defense. The Bears are minus three, just like us, turnover ratio. They're just as bad as we are. They have given up 23 sacks, which is how many more than us? Seven more sacks than we've given up. They've given up 23. We've given up 16. So tell me defensively. Tell me about the corners. Tell me how we're going to attack the Bears, and tell me how we're going to win this game defensively. I Go mean, ahead, Rhino. Well, I mean, this is you know going to be another key show. You know, seeing 
how glad he's developing. I mean, he's looked pretty good the last two weeks. I think, you know, he's starting to get it a little bit. You know, there's still going to be the rookie mistakes, of course. But, and I mean, you look at the beginning of that Detroit game last week, both Gladney and Boyd were flying all over the place, coming up on run support, plowing into people. I mean, making hits, making tackles. I mean, that they were aggressive and they looked pretty damn good considering. Now, we just need to get more people stepping up and able to do that. Now, is Dantzler clear concussion protocol yet? I haven't heard. Not that I've heard, but he's not as of yet. I don't think we're into the second week. So right. You would expect him to clear this week. Right. And then now we've got a couple of Holton Hill IR. Right. Which not a big loss because he wasn't playing with the crap when he was here, but. Um, we, we got a couple of the guys we picked up at the seven 11 on the way home the other day, um, that Cordera Hankersley or whatever, but I don't know if, Hey, whatever his hey, name was. Hey, Cor- you at the Cor- Corduroy Hanky or whatever his name is. You at so, the slippery ma- yeah, Hey, can you play? Can you play corner? You, no, I'm talking to you at the slippery machine. Yeah, right. Come here. <laughs> hey, big, big so, get over here. Come on. The, the guys, the guys on the depth chart behind Gladney and Dantzler, who are your two listed starters. Are Mr. Hond, Mr. Harrison Hond, and Hond. Chris Boyd. Well, Boyd so, and I, handed. And, and didn't I saw something? Didn't hand? Didn't he get hurt or something? I don't know. I I think every cornerback on the roster is hurt. Besides, yeah. say, haven't, right haven't they all gotten hurt at one point in time? So if he's hurt, Ted, do we say aloha to Mr. Hond? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Um, you know, the Bears offense they're not intimidating in any way shape or form. There's not a no. there's not a guy on the Bears offense that you you look and say I got to I got to stop that guy on every play like there is no with, none. with Calvin Cook for the Vikings. None. That's said. Well, that Allen Robinson said, is there their best he's receiver. their best receiver, yeah. But um, you know, he's, the, no, yeah. he's no, he's no tier one. He's no Julio Jones, though. Let's let's be honest. No, but you know, the the, the problem that we run into with this is that we're we've been so historically bad there the last couple three years, and while Chicago's offense is not good, they do just enough, so they end up beating us by three points or five points or whatever it ends up being. You know, it'll be. It's a low-scoring match, but we can't do jack squat, and they just can't do squat. You know, so it, it's well. What's driven me crazy the last few years is Mitch Trubisky, and like I said, opening the show, there's talk of Mitch Trubisky starting this week. Mitch Trubisky is- would sit there and get where our defensive rush would come in, and then he'd escape out and get first downs, twenty yards, and drive us all nuts. <laughs> He, he's currently listed as doubtful, and Ted. and and if, and if Tr- my memory Tr- serves me Tr- correct, the, yeah, and, Tr- and if my got. memory serves me, if my memory serves me correct, the last time we faced Nick Foles, we were on the wrong end of a thirty-eight-seven ass whipping in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Well, what were you going to say, Ted, when you said they don't really have any stars? Were you going to pile something on top of that, or was it? Was that yeah, I was going to say, you know. That 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 was it. That said, you know they don't. There's nobody you got to stop. But that said, they've got, you know, two quarterbacks, Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles, that have had a lot of success against the Vikings. 
and and I just I'm wary of what they're going to do. I mean, it just seems there's there's always somebody from the Bears that you have never heard of before, and he's like five three, right. he weighs 140 pounds, and the next thing you know, he's going all Tim Biakapatuka against Ohio State, running for 340 yards and catching 12 passes. And you're like, who is this clown? And you ever hear from him again? And that's what, what I'm afraid is going to happen Monday remember night. That, remember that one game that I think it was a Thursday night or a Monday night or Neil Anderson came out and just kicked our ass? Yes. At the dome, yeah. In the dome and we're going, yes. who the fuck is Neil Anderson? Neil so who? Like, yeah, it's like the next game we play, oh, they don't got any backs. And some guy named Matt Suey gets three touchdowns. It's always somebody. <laughs> God, like, I just, jeez. Yeah, didn't, yeah. They have a, didn't they have a game, maybe that two, 2017 or 2015 game, where they started out, their running back ran like 80 yards on the first play? We were, uh, yeah, I, um, I can't remember. can't remember. Somebody ran. It might oh, have been well. Montgomery in his rookie year. I don't know who it was, but it started out shitty. It always starts out shitty. <laughs> always yeah. on that. And then they gave up a safety, and then Bradford got benched. And, yeah, whatever. I, I, it's yeah, just, yeah, it's going to be a Bradford game, couldn't man. even walk. He just came back out, out from under center and fell down because he couldn't move. It's always there, a weird game there. It always is. Yeah, always. And and the Vikings are the victim of, like, you know, they, they get tackled for a safety, or they or, or they get a blocked punt, you know. Or, or they drop or the they, punt. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, or the they punter, the punt, or the punter misses the kick when he with his foot. I, I don't know. I just you, you know what you know. It's funny when the schedule there, comes out every year. I always go, can we please play at Soldier Field in a Sunday morning game? Well, it's morning here in the West. I just want to play them in a normal game. It's not on prime time. Play them during the day and let's get it over with. Whenever I see a yeah. Monday night or a Thursday night game at Soldier Field. It just the air comes out of me, man. It does. That that game should be. Here's the forecasted weather for Monday night. That's a lot of fucking numbers, man. You want me to read all that? Well, it's anywhere from 41 (laughs) degrees to 36 degrees by the time the game's over. Your your nuts shrivel up at 36 degrees or your nuts shrivel up? I don't know. I'm in California. You guys tell me. Is that cold or what? (laughs) No. That's not bad. No? Okay. Not bad. As long as it's clear and cool, she'll be able to get cousins out on the outside without breaking off an icicle. I mean, we can get, got to get him, got to get him on the perimeter, man. If he stands in the pocket, it's not going to end well. No. All right. We'll see. what happens. With that, let's do last words. Rhino, you got any? Black Swan. You know, no, not Black Swan. (laughs) No, I got Um, one. How about Phoebe Cates, Richmond High? There you go. Yeah, and all the millennials are going, what? Sorry, yeah, what the hell is No, that's all right. Um, I mean, this is going to be a a big test. You know, we're going to see if our uh, offensive line is finally starting to make something of themselves or if the last two weeks have just been a mirage against a bad Detroit team and a – team from Wisconsin that had no interest in trying to tackle anybody. You know, if, if uh, we can get some holes opened up for cook and we can get the run game going then I think we're going to, we got a good chance at having a good night. But if it's been like it is the last couple of week, years, you know, where it's one yard, one yard, minus five, minus two, three yards, minus one, 
and we're, we're getting them second and third and long. And, you know, we're still the highest team in the league running on second and long, second and 10, whatever, you know, and if, if we're getting nothing on first down, we try to run again on second down. And then we end up throwing to BB for five yards on third down. I mean, it's going to be a long freaking night, you know, and we get, and if we get into that, then we got to make damn sure that the special teams did some extra work this week. So we don't have block punts like we did last week. Oh, because I mean, it, it, it could very well boil down to whoever makes that one or two bad mistakes is the one that's going to lose this game. You have two block punts against the Bears in Soldier Field. You're not going to win. You're toasted. No, you're done. Speaking of special teams, Austin Cutting is presently on COVID IR for being in proximity of somebody with COVID. They expect him to be available Monday. David's so going to send flowers to the funeral home. Yes. The, the, he hasn't <laughs> practiced all week. Not that I think that's a big deal. Probably naked, He's a long naked, snapper. Naked. What do they practice? Snapping. Dave, don't send him any dick pics. He doesn't want those. Okay. Hell. <laughs> TMI. Ted, Ted, last words? Uh, okay, here's the deal. It's going to be – the score is going to be weird. It's going to be like 18 to 16. It's going to be a weird score. And the Vikings will have an opportunity to kick a game-winning field goal. <clears throat> and, it, and it's going to be like a – it's going to be like a 48-yarder. And, and Bailey's going to have to get all of it. And, it, and you're going to think, you know, there's no wind. He's, got, he's, he's having a good year. He's going to nail it. And he's going to plant his left foot. And it's going to slip on the, on the, on the freaking cow pasture oh. turf. And, and he's going he's to he's whiff on the kick. And then who's, whoever the holder is going to call fire. And he's going to run. And he's going to try and throw the ball down the field. And it's going to be caught. It's going to be caught. It's going to be caught. <laughs> And the guy, whoever catches it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like the the I don't know, Irv Smith Jr. And he's gonna catch it on the twelve, and and he's gonna break a tackle, and he's gonna be walking in, and he's gonna fumble it out of midair, and it's gonna go out of the end zone, and the Vikings are gonna lose. That's how the game's gonna end. Or Bailey's Holy gonna hit, hit a field goal. I'm telling you, this is gonna weird weird things happen in Soldier Field. I fully expect absolute, complete, bizarre weirdness. I can't. And even the Vikings. That I, I'd like. I hope the Vikings win. I just, man, until they can win consistently up there, I just, I'm just, I okay. dread this game every year. I dread it. As as much as I'd love to see that ending because that would make every highlight <laughs> real for the rest of my life. It's like I the, am going to go with uh, you guys. You guys know I'm a big pattern guy. I follow a lot of patterns. I do. I do a lot of things in my life with patterns. Uh, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go with this. In 2015. We won the game on the last play with a game-winning field goal from Blair Walsh, 36-yarder. We won the game. In 2017, we won the game on the last play of the game, which is a field goal by Kai Forbath. So the last two times we've won there, it's with zeros on the clock in a field goal. So, damn it, I'm going to play the pattern game. I'm going to say Bailey with the game winner by three by, but this time we went by two i'm gonna call I'm calling 26 24 but i think it's gonna be by two but i think we're gonna i'm gonna go with the pattern game winning field goal which doesn't even come close to the fire ted just threw out there i mean the, <laughs> herb smith stumbling into the end zone like pete banizak shit, that would be a hell of an ending remember banizak stabler to banizak yeah. the casper on the yep. holy roller that would holy be roller, a baby. way to end it but i'm calling bailey with the game winner and no, I'm not drunk. 
<laughs> meow, meow, Viking cow. Dave, what do you think? How, how do you see this game unfolding in Soldier Field? It's been a house of horrors, and I don't know. House but of I, horrors or a house of horrors? Horrors. Oh, but okay, I okay. guarantee no, the you. Other one, the other one probably would be more enjoyable. <laughs> I guarantee you we'll be here 15 <laughs> minutes after the game ends for Good Morning Gallahorn in the Raw to discuss that game and give you our game reactions. Will it be as Ted said, as Drew said, or do you think as Rhino said, or do you think the Vikings are going to go in and whip their butts? We'll find out. Join us 15 minutes after the game. And until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy great food, friends, everything else. And Skull Vikings! Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody. Skull, everybody.